Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to today's linguistics podcast. I'm your language-loving host Haley, and today we'll be investigating some more about neuro and psycholinguistics. Specifically, we'll try to answer the question: How can strokes affect language processing, and why? For those of you who may be unfamiliar, a stroke occurs when a blood vessel that carries oxygen and nutrients to the brain is either blocked by a clot or bursts. Essentially, part of the brain cannot get the blood and oxygen it needs, so brain cells die, according to the American Stroke Association. Hopefully, you haven't had to deal with the consequences of a stroke in your own life, but either way, after this podcast, you may know a bit more about the behind-the-scenes of this disease and how it impacts language processing, specifically the communication and comprehension of spoken language. Okay, so we know that strokes can cause damage to the brain, our language mainframe. It's worth pointing out that there's not one single location in our brain where language happens. In the words of the Linguistic Society of America, brain activity is sort of like the activity of a huge city. You can't say that a complex activity like manufacturing a product is in one place. Although we can point out some essential areas or hubs for language, an article from Oxford Academic explains some of these. For example, frontal regions are associated with motor speech and syntactic processes. Anterior and inferior temporal regions are associated with lexical retrieval, and posterior temporal regions with phonological errors and several other types of disruptions to fluency. All of this is to say, there's not one location where language processing happens. Therefore, depending on where a stroke occurs in the brain, you can see many different outcomes. Okay, but what are these actual outcomes? A TED Ed video explains this phenomenon of aphasia. It's hard to imagine being unable to turn thoughts into words. But if the delicate web of language networks in your brain became disrupted by stroke, illness, or trauma, you could find yourself truly at a loss for words. This disorder, called aphasia, can impair all aspects of communication. You may not have heard of this before, but as many as a third of victims experience some form of post-stroke language disorders, according to a study from the National Library of Medicine. Something interesting about aphasia is that it comes from damage to the left side of your brain and does not impact intelligence, rather the ability to communicate. On the topic of brain hemispheres, here's some good news if you speak more than one language. Your right hemisphere may be somewhat more involved in your second language than it is in your first language. A study from the journal Stroke found that more than 40% of the bilingual patients had normal cognitive functions following a stroke, compared with less than 20% of single language patients. However, even though this makes recovery easier, both groups were equally as likely to experience aphasia. Okay, this has been a lot of information, so let's step back and take a look at some examples of how strokes can impact language processing specifically. What's called non-fluent aphasia comes from damage to the frontal lobe of the brain responsible for motor movements, and is seen in victims of Broca's aphasia. Mike Caputo is a stroke survivor with this condition and shared his experiences on Tactus Therapy's YouTube channel. Well, it's speech that's like. Um, words that don't understand. Brain is good, you know, um, but it's um, words, yuck. <laughs> As he explains, sentence construction is difficult due to motor impairment, but his understanding and competence of the language is still evident in his mind. 
Another type of aphasia is Wernick's aphasia. This is affluent aphasia that comes from damage to the temporal lobe of the brain. This lobe affects short-term memory and comprehension of spoken language, so how would you expect this to impact a person's communication? Let's listen to Brian Peterson, a stroke survivor with this type of fluent aphasia. And happy, I mean, I play golf and hit other trees. We play out with the hands. We save a lot of hands on hold for peoples for us, other hands. I don't know what you get, but I talk with a lot of hand for him. As you may hear, many people with this condition speak meaningless or unintelligible words and sentences, even if they make perfect sense in their head. So back to the original question, how do strokes affect language processing? We've reviewed two major ways, Broca's aphasia and Wernick's aphasia, but why? We covered how damaging different areas of the brain have different impacts on functions, ranging from motor skills to speech comprehension. But why is this important though? To bring some facts to shed light on strokes, keep in mind that strokes are the fifth highest cause of death and a leading cause of disability in the United States, according to the American Stroke Association. It goes without saying that millions of people are affected by these issues around the world, so the more understanding we have about this topic, the better. Even from a linguistics perspective, research can even shed light on the complex nature of language processing and function in the brain. There is ongoing research in the field, for example, the Aphasia Research Treatment Lab at the University of Texas at Austin. The ability of this information to improve lives makes it a very meaningful and important issue to spread awareness about. And looks like we're just about out of time, so this is the end of today's episode. Hope this podcast has shed some light on the complex nature of neurolinguistics as well as the behind the scenes of how strokes impact the brain. See you in a future podcast. Bye!